Oh, hello, girlfriends. Happy Friday. Welcome to episode two of season two of the Shameless Ambition podcast. I'm Justine Eno. And I'm Lindsay Dalen. And today we're going to talk about all of the types of mistakes that we can make while pursuing our ambitions. <laughs> all at least the ones we know of, anyway. Um, feel free to add your own. <laughs> um, but yeah, we it's not an easy journey. Like we've talked about all through season one and even the first episode of season two. It's never easy, and it's always there's always struggles. So we want to talk about them. Yeah, I'm really excited for this episode because I feel like all too often we highlight our successes. We talk about you know all of our big achievements and accomplishing our goals, but we don't often talk enough about the mistakes that we make in achieving those things. So today is going to be a good conversation. I think the mistakes make us relatable, like to each other too. Absolutely, um, we hide behind them a lot. Same with struggles. Um, we hide behind them we, or we don't like to show them. And then I have always found anytime I've opened up to somebody, whether it's like professional, personal, motherhood, about a struggle or a mistake, they're like, oh, me too. Oh, um, and and that, that feels, feels so, so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> feels so good to know I'm not sitting in the shit alone. To be like, okay, cool, you know, like it's not just me. Well, and it yeah. can often look like somebody's journey was just quick and easy, like they were an overnight success or like um, things just happened out of nowhere for them. But what we don't see is what beha happens behind closed doors Yeah. and all of the late nights, the tears, the, you know, slam doors, slam doors. <laughs> I hide in the closet. So <laughs> right? I do. Yeah. The hard conversations and the hard looks that we have to take at ourselves and the people around us when things don't necessarily go our way yeah um it's important to share this part of your journey whether um it's publicly like we are or just with your circle um your trusted people giving voice to negative things and i don't want to say mistakes or struggles are negative because they're really not um but they do have a negative energy around them mm -hmm. um so when we give voice to those certain things I feel like they have less power. The more voice we give it, the more we talk about it, they have less power over you. You feel less shame. You feel less icky to have, you know, those things going on. It's when we truly hide them, I think they get bigger inside of us and sure. they feel more shameful or they feel more embarrassing or alone and you're really not. Well, one of my, you know, favorite ways to handle mistakes is to own them immediately, to immediately acknowledge that I've made a mistake and to take a step back to figure out what I did wrong. Yeah. Um, do I need to apologize? Do I owe somebody an apology? Is there something I could have done better in the moment? To learn from that mistake provides an outlet to grow beyond it. And I think you're so right when you say bringing it to the surface and to just talk about them because otherwise you don't learn anything from them. Yeah. And then what, you know, it just made that mistake that much worse. <laughs> or so. how much time you waste pretending it wasn't a mistake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, it's okay. Like think of like building, I was relates to building, I was building like a Amazon shelf the other day. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking I made a mistake and I tried for like five minutes to be like, no, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> I don't need that. This piece. whole backwards piece. It's fine. I can yeah. make it work backwards. And then I was like, no girl, like the holes are on the wrong side. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, bad analogy maybe, but it's similar. Not like really. how much time you could actually waste trying to pretend like something isn't a mistake just because you don't want to go back and take the time to fix it and do it properly. Right. Um, even though if you don't fix that mistake, it'll probably just break or not work. That's right. Anyway, right? So 
One of the, you know, mentalities that I grew up with that I'm so grateful my parents raised me with is the mentality of if you're going to do something, you might as well do it right the first time. Yeah. And so I've called on that, you know, motto often throughout my life where it's like, okay, Lindsay, slow down, do it right. Just get it right the first time and you'll save yourself so much time. And I think to like add to that, it's not even doing it, it doing it right the first time, but sometimes the first time isn't the right time. Or the right way. Do you know right, what I mean? Absolutely. Because sometimes the first... Hindsight's 20, 20. <laughs> Well, yeah, and you're going to make mistakes, right? Yeah. But like you said, do it right. So just stop, fix it, and keep going instead of just pushing through, getting to the end, and then being like, oh, I have to restart. Well, I, and that's you know, just it. Like, if you are in the middle of making a huge mistake and you still have the opportunity to back out of it, yeah. like, girlfriend, reel her back a little bit and just give yourself the time and space to yeah. analyze your next step forward. And really trust your gut mm -hmm. in that I would, like, personally, of, like, being, like, what should I do? In any situation, you really just got to lean into that gut instinct. For and sure. usually it's right. Um, my dad always told me, usually the hardest decision is the right one. Oh, that's such you good know, advice. <laughs> it was yeah. about breaking curfew. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was, like, 16, and I really wanted to stay out and whatever. And he yeah. was, like, usually just seeing the hard choice is the right one to make. And I was, like, oh, and that one actually stuck with me. And it's true, though, because usually the hard one is the right decision. So. Well, and you know, you and I were just chatting before hitting record on this podcast and we were talking about, you know, a big idea we were having and we had decided to just table that one for now because if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. <laughs> yeah. And we just honestly only yeah. have so much time in our lives. Everybody only has so much time in their lives. So it's important to prioritize how you spend it. And yeah. One mistake that I was guilty of making for several years in my life was doing things out of a feeling of, of duty or responsibility um, or out of expectation when I needed to be doing things from a place of does this support the life I'm trying to create. Um, I've been guilty of just giving too much of my energy away and I've really learned how to rein that in so that I don't make those same mistakes and end up in burnout and and, and in a place in life that I never really intended to be in in the first place. There's something to be said about um, when you're really working with your passion, you won't, well, you, you can still burn out, of course, mm -hmm. but the burnout is different. The burnout is like, I just need to take a day and sleep because I'm sure. so tired. Like I'm physically burnt out. Um, mental burnout, I have not felt in my passions yet. Right. Um, no matter how much I dive into those. It's when I'm doing work that I don't want to do right. that I feel a burnout. So also like looking into are you actually chasing a certain goal or ambition that is meaningful and purposeful to you? And that ties into what you just said. Like you were doing things out of duty or mm -hmm. because you thought you were supposed to, not because they lit your fire and because they were like a passion right. for you and like really like made Lindsay happy. Well, and it was things that I thought I needed to do for my professional development, that I needed to do to be the person that I wanted people to perceive me as. Um, it, it just, life moved at such a rapid pace that I didn't understand I had the capability to slow it down and to enjoy it more. And to, I love that you, you know, spoke about mental burnout on your passions because I've definitely experienced that kind of burnout. But I have not in the last couple years since I've leaned into my creative energy and started doing things from a space of, of love and desire and to serve. Yeah. 
how you want to. How I want to, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the key point for me is like just really being in the space that you want to be and you have a lot more drive mm-hmm. to do it. Like, Absolutely. You're not going to you know, sit up in bed and be like, oh, I don't want to do that today. That's how I feel when I have to vacuum or something, right? <laughs> I love vacuuming. Well, I like the feeling after I yeah. vacuum. I don't. But you know what I mean? Like, you don't have that, like, you want to, like, get in front of your computer and get creative or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like to you. If it's something that you're really, like, passionate and feeling that jive with, then um, the drive is there for sure. It is. And it makes it so much easier to be focused and clear and when you're focused and clear, you make less mistakes. Um, yeah. One thing that's happened to me in my life as far as the pursuit of my big ambitions is becoming manic. Um, I have two speeds. I've mentioned this before. They are fast and stop. And so there have been times where I've just gone at such a rapid rate, Mach 10, where I literally have blinders on to everything happening around me. and. You know, that's not a good space to be in. You think you're being super productive, but really no. you're just spinning your we- spinning your wheels and, and not really going anywhere. I have that on my list, and it's um, different words, but so it's just um, forgetting about the relation, your interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, ties in, right, of blinders. And I, I experience this from the other side. Okay. So I experience it from the person who gets the blinders. Oh, I see what you mean. <clears throat> Like, I, I have a partner who, and for a long time. Like, <laughs> he gets well, in a zone, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know if I can actually say that I've been so into something where I forgot. Right. Or, and not forgot, that's the bad word, but just, like, kind of had those blinders on. I, I don't think so. However, I don't know what... Tyler being so like that, I, I kind of have to like have them open so our kids stay alive. <laughs> right. But no, it's, I don't know. It's just, we have a different, we have different personalities. And I say so many times, Lindsay is like Tyler in their creative mind. So I'm talking about when they get their creative blinders on and they're gone. It's a whole other world. Yeah. For real though. I, yeah. And that's why Ty and I connect the way that we do because we really are. They connect their blinder tunnels. <laughs> We're just like creative kindred spirits. Yeah. And we know what that feels like to have a, an, an idea just consume you. And you literally think about it nonstop. Like, I, <laughs> I'm so happy to be in the headspace I'm at this time this year because this time last year I was in the height of planning Shameless Ambition, the conference. Yeah. And it literally ruled my world ruled my world my every waking thought and it was a very cool experience but I wish I could have just slowed it down and um, been more clear throughout that process because there were times where it just that kind of energy didn't feel okay (laughs) it's funny I think almost every big moment I've had in my life I look back and the constant hindsight is I wish I would have slowed down and enjoyed it more oh that's so true though right and it's it's no matter what it is, your whether your wedding day or your kids whatever day or whatever it is, your professional mm-hmm. day where you exceed in something, like you just you always look back and you're like, I wish I would have took it in more. I wish I would have slowed down right a little bit more. You know what though? That just popped into I, on that, to- that, on that note though, like I will say that the weekend of Shameless Ambition, I walked into that hotel on Thursday mm-hmm. and I turned it on. I made a promise to myself in that moment that I was going to be present for every single minute of the entire weekend 
to reap all of the energy mm-hmm. of what I had just poured all of my energy into. Yeah. And I really do, I, I really do feel like I experienced every moment and I was just surrounded by so much wonderful love and support. We all were like, that was the whole point of the weekend. Yeah. And so despite the fact that maybe I would have changed my approach a little bit, it was but like the leading up, leading to, up to it. To, exactly. Yeah, to sit like, in that a little bit to more, to sit in that a little bit more, to, um, stress a little bit less about it to I don't know maybe just free my mind a little bit more during that process but that weekend was definitely the payoff it it all paid off that weekend for sure that was so fun it was so fun I remember driving to Edmonton because I the day after like the morning basically and I was so tired my car was like Drowsy detected, drowsy detected. But I was riding such a high vibe that I was like, You left my hotel room at like three o'clock in the morning and came back at like 5 a.m. because you forgot your makeup bag and then hit the highway to Edmonton. Like, you were just a champion. I know, but it was such a vibe that like you didn't need an energy drink or any, a coffee. Like, it was, I don't know how I would have slept had I like even tried to sleep well it really was such a vibe and like that's just it I I look back on that experience and I'm so proud of of what it it ended up being what it became because yeah like once we hit the dance floor at iconic 90s on Saturday night like it didn't matter how many drinks I had because I was (laughs) just on fire and everybody was it was so validating to be in that room of women and know that like all of so that creative fun. energy yeah. created this. That was so, so fun. So fun. Yeah, that was great. Good moment. <laughs> Good moment. You That's know what, though? Sure. Like, on <clears throat> on that note as well, um, there were definitely some mistakes that I made in the planning for Shameless Ambition that I think, you know, now that we're almost a year past, I am open to talking about in the sense of um, I, I didn't have enough lead time for marketing and promoting the event. I wasn't in enough places to promote this event. We had over a hundred women in that room that weekend, but the goal was definitely more. And so I look back now and think of all the different ways that I could have marketed the event, promoted the event. Um, and just actually one of the biggest mistakes was the weekend I hosted it. Oh, what the weather? Uh, No, it was teacher's convention. And so here's the thing is I was hosting on International Women's Day. And for me, I'm like, yes, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Celebration of women, International Women's Day. It was cold. It was cold. I remember that. Um, But as I was reaching out to, you know, basically every woman I know, the resounding consensus was that they were out of town. And I knew it was teacher's convention, but I didn't really think much about that. What I didn't think about was how many women would take their kids out of town because it was a long weekend. Right. And so there were just so many women that I wanted to see there that couldn't be there. And so my timing was just off and it was flipping cold. It like, was really cold. It would have been so nice to be rocking that conference weekend in jeans and heels yeah. rather than boots and parkas. It was so cold. Like I don't even, it was, it, I mean, it wasn't what we just had, but it was close. It was yeah. really cold. Yeah, well, I mean, thankfully, though, we rolled into that hotel and basically just didn't leave for three days. So. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But no, I mean, you're going to have that no matter what. I don't sure. think um, whether you're year one in an event or whatever it is, or year 10, you're always going to look back and be like, oh, we could have done that better. We could have yeah. done that differently. 
And again, I've said it about your own personal growth, like you're never done growing. And I think the same goes for something like a conference or anything like that. If you're continuing to put it on year after year, it should never stop growing. It should always be evolving. For sure. Um, yeah, because I mean, you don't know until you do it and then you learn and then you exactly. apply what you learn and then you do it again and then you learn some more. And that's just kind of, yeah, the, sorry, I'm so itchy from Mexico. I'm like, <laughs> just you guys don't want to see what I'm leaving uh-huh. on Lindsay's chair behind. It's going to be like it's a okay. shed I of love skin. vacuuming, <laughs> so no problem. Um, but yeah, so I think that it's important to like, you took a lot of time. I mean, we've talked about it. You've talked about it with some people that you feel comfortable and, you know, trust to talk about it with or where it's been brought up or whatever. But I think that it takes time to sit with it and then, yeah, you, you move on and you grow and you apply it and you make it better. Well, and you just be okay with the fact that maybe you made some mistakes. Like the fact of the matter is that you tried. Well, and you like did something in your situation, like, you pulled off an event in a major city. Right. Like, that's just, like, that's a feat in <laughs> itself. If you guys, like, we do, like, industry night every month, and that's hard. And that's just, like, <laughs> yeah, people and- going for free beer and wings, and do you know what I mean? Like, right. there's not much organization to it at all. Really, it's just bringing people together. And your event was so, it was, you, it would have blown you away. If you were there, you know. If you weren't there, I mean... It would have blown you away. So to even, like, for you in your specific situation, to be, like, your number one fan, because I am, it's just an accomplishment to say that you were able to pull off hosts and, like, kill an event in a major city. Like, that's Honestly, resume check. Like top three proudest moments of my life, yeah. for sure. So, like, um, to take things away from it, I think that only makes you a mature and strong person to be like, okay, I'm going to grow. How do I make it better when I do it again? That doesn't make it, you know, that... Well, and that's just it. Like, it... I really had to sit with it for months afterwards and just really think about how it made me feel and just what I want for my life. And you and I have been growing this brand together ever since, which has been such an incredible journey. I'm having... Oh, it's such a great time. Like, shameless ambition is way better when shared. So, (laughs) um, yeah, no, I mean, it's... If, if I had to do it all again just to land where I am now, I still would. Like, yeah. I still would do it all again. And I think that's what's the nice part about looking back when we've made mistakes is knowing that the reward outweighed the mistakes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. any mistakes along the way, you chalk those up to tuition and you learn from them and carry on. Yeah, and I think that people like to see growth mm-hmm. and um, things evolve. I think that people appreciate it. And they show up for it a lot more when they see that um, people themselves have put the work in or to an event or whatever it is. They like to get behind that Mm -hmm. instead of watching people stay stagnant. Absolutely. I mean, I think any ambitious person can appreciate ambition in another person in the sense of, you know, even if they fall flat on their face, they still want to see them succeed because it takes a lot of guts to put yourself out there and it takes a lot of guts to own who you are and to share your creative ideas. Creativity is a very intimate thing. It's such a vulnerable space. And think about, go back, childhood, inner child work, but (laughs) go back to like grade two or grade three and think about why you feel so uncomfortable reading in a classroom. Uh, even out of a notebook. Right. Like, uh, uh, not your story, someone mm-hmm. else's story, but why, no matter who you are, 
you're reading and you could be like a great reader and then you have to read in public in front of people and you can't remember the word the. Right. Like it's just like, uh, sorry, how do you say, you know, you get into that because you're vulnerable. Because right. you're just honestly like speaking words and people are listening. So that makes you just in that vulnerable. Right. Let alone adding like your creative passion behind it where someone could be like, that's a lame idea. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, cool. Never going to talk again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's hard. It's it, so hard. It's super hard. But I think that the more we learn to be comfortable in our authenticity and to just really love ourselves and own who we are, the less mistakes we make because we're doing things from a place that is who we truly are. Yeah. So the decisions that we're making are more aligned with just our natural selves. We're well, not our trying values to, and our values. And, exactly. Yeah. We're not trying to be something that we're not. It's easy to make mistakes when you're trying to pretend all the fake time. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. And, well, and you have to remember who you are to who and which person and how to act with these or whatever, right? Oh, like there's ew. too many things to hold on to. So yeah, just, and only take criticism from other people in the arena is what I wanted to add to that one before right. we moved on from it, is I read the quote in season one. Um, it's a Theodore Roosevelt quote, quote but um, about talking about the man in the arena. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically like, don't take criticism from people sitting in the bleachers who aren't right. going to get down in the dirt. So just remember that too. Like when you are putting your creative sure. self out there is, um, you even just, before we started, you gave me a little story about how one of Lindsay's friends gave her some really awesome feedback over the weekend yeah. and um I know who this person is and so <laughs> they're amazing and it was great <laughs> but you can take criticism or like constructive feedback mm-hmm. from people when you know that they're like in it with you mm-hmm. like they're in that creativeness with you or they're that vulnerability with you because they're not doing it to shit on you they're doing it to help you whereas the people up in the crowd they're not in that so they're doing it to shit on you for sure usually well, and so. it's like my motto with that is I don't take criticism from anybody I wouldn't take advice from. Yeah. And, you know, to share that story that I just shared with you, it was my friend Ryan Blay. I had sent him some uh, a new project that I'm working on that I will share with you mm-hmm. very, very soon um, that I wanted his just thoughts on. And honestly, I had asked for just like a few thoughts. And dude <laughs> sent me a 15-minute Loom video with all of his thoughts and uh detailed with a spreadsheet to follow ryan likes to get really granular <laughs> about the details in case you didn't yeah. know um but i was and your archetypes <laughs> i respect the heck out of his intelligence oh, in so this smart. arena he is so smart he's so brilliant i'm so thankful to have him in my corner and to be able to lean on his advice and so yeah. Whatever criticisms were in this video were coupled with creative ideas on my end of, okay, yes, this is how I can make this better. And, you know, oh, thank you, Ryan. And so I asked for his thoughts, feedbacks, and opinions, expecting to get some criticism in response because I want it. I welcome him. I respect his thoughts. Yeah, this actually leads perfectly into, good segue, into one of my points of mistakes that you can make in chasing your ambitions and that is to not ask for help or support or find a mentor oh, or things like that. Oh, that's such a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I was like jotting notes while I was waiting for my groceries. <laughs> so anyways, I'm jotting notes and I'm like, mm, I wonder why people are so afraid to ask for help or support. Um, cause I, you know, like to go into the feelings of things. Uh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, but I think it's because we get really selfish with our ideas sometimes. And like proprietary and 
also the vulnerability of sharing like right. that's a whole we just had that conversation um but I think that sometimes when we offer people to help we get like territorial mm-hmm. over our our whatever it is our baby oh, right I've been that person yeah on several occasions and as of as of I and yeah. so sometimes or you don't want to like what's the word I don't know the word I'm looking for um, you don't want to feel dumb or like, right. like they had a better idea than you. And then all of a sudden now, if it's great, it's because of them mm-hmm. or is that, I don't know how to put that into a word, but, um, that's not the case because if you're that's asking right. for help or support or mentorship from the right person, they want no ownership in it. They just want to help you. And like, if they give you little seeds, they're totally fine with you taking a seed and well, they understand tree, that you know? you're going to them as the expert yeah. and you're going to them because you value their advice. And, you know, funny story about me and Ryan, since we're just chatting about Ryan today. <laughs> I hope he listens to this episode. Just, um, just as <laughs> When I had the idea for L Bell Sales Co., my sales training company for women, this was like five years ago. And I sat down with Ryan almost immediately at lunch and rolled out my whole vision for what this brand and this company could become. And he listened and he asked me some very thought provoking questions and his response at the end of it was, now, Lindsay, normally I think your ideas are pretty bunk, but this one's (laughs) really good. And I was like, okay, thank you. That was like a little bit of validation from somebody in that space that, you know, kind of gave me that motivation to keep going, even though he was like, okay, you know. Sometimes you got to think these through a little more, but, um, yeah, he's just been in my corner ever since. And I don't feel like I've ever had to sacrifice any of, of that kind of creative integrity by involving his own creative integrity into the conversation. Yeah. And lots of, I'm going to be careful how I say this because I'm not an artist. I'm really not. And I'll be, I'm a yoga artist. You're an emotional artist. Yeah. But I'm not like, I'm not a very creative writer. Like I can give a good speech, but like to write a book, no, or draw a picture. I'm not super artistic in that sense. But all art is copied in a form. Like you're inspired by something to create your art. There's always an inspiration from something else. So it's never usually just like I sat up in the middle of the night and decided to, you know, and I guess sometimes that might happen. I don't know. But most of it is inspired by something, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, I would say. And so... You have to be open to the inspiration and you have to be open to having new ideas. And it's okay if all of a sudden you thought you had a really great idea and it becomes a shitty idea. Yeah. Like it's okay. I've had lots of those too. Lots of shitty ideas. Lots of shitty ideas. That's why Ryan laughed at me that day. (laughs) I've pitched him a lot of my ideas over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I was like 20 and I was so excited. I called my dad and I was like, dad, I have the best invention. I'm going to be rich. And he's like, what is it? <laughs> and I was like, heated windshield wipers. And he's no like, way. I had that same he, idea. But he's like, girl, like those have existed forever. You're yeah. just not rich enough to have a luxury car. <laughs> like, <laughs> like driving around in our like oh, little whatevers. Man. But I was like, I, I, this, I was so excited. I thought I like got it. I was like, this is my moment. Right? Aha. Uh-huh. Just got to act on this one. I uh, drove home from Edmonton one time with Mike, pitching him four hours of an idea <laughs> of how I was going to open a boutique designer denim store in Grand Prairie. I'm like, oh yeah, bet this is going to fly for sure. People want designer denim in Grand Prairie. And he's like, honey, they want Levi's and Carhartts. Chill out. And I'm like, oh, this will be amazing. And yeah, needless to say, I did 
not open a denim store in Grand Prairie. That's good because so. I think there's probably been a few that like I mean I dry, I feel so bad. That's one thing like I I shit on Grand Prairie for lovey Grand Prairie, but awful shopping. Yeah, our shopping. But then I drive around and see all these cute little boutiques that I would love to go in, but they're all closed. And I'm like Grand Prairie, like. What's going on? So that's I why think, everybody just yeah. needs to come to S three all the time. Oh, we're like sure. always open, cross from Costco, and you can we'll online. Take care of you. you can I online. also like this is a it isn't a meant to be plug for S three, but it's about to be. We're so, gonna take it. Yeah, shameless, <laughs> shamelessly. Um, going to Mexico in Christmas, like no one's selling tropical shorts right now. They're selling like Carhartts and parkas. Right. And um, so I was like, where am I going to get Tyler some shorts and whatever for Mexico? And so I hopped on the S3 website and you cannot find it in their store right now because it's not out, but they yeah. have a shit ton of summer stuff all on their website. So if you need anything like that, just hop onto their website and order it online. You can pick it up in the store. And, um, or they'll I, ship it to you. I had mine personally delivered by my <laughs> team, but anyway, your um, yeah, service with a smile. <laughs> but, um, it's cause I did the plug. So that's right. S3boardshop.ca will yeah. take care of all of your shopping needs, girlfriends. Straight up. So anyway, and you guys saved me on boxing day or not for Tyler's. Oh, Christmas cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh crap. I need sacks. We got everybody covered. And I got stat socks. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I do, uh. Where were we headed with that? Um, you know what? Support. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Support and mentorship is what yes, we were talking about. Yes, that's exactly about. what I was going to say. Let's circle back to that yeah. being a mistake of not asking for support and mentorship because I, um, for several years, made this mistake and I didn't have the right circle of women around me. Yeah, that asking were, the wrong people should yeah, be coupled in and there too. I was trying to shine in at a table that I didn't really belong at, and I um, like you were at like a table of diamonds and you're like a bright ruby. Right? To yeah, exactly. And that's just it. Like it wasn't the case that I wasn't surrounded by intelligent, ambitious women. Yeah. I just wasn't in the right circle for what I was trying to create. And, you know, um, Angela, we've talked about her a few times on the podcast. She and I have been mastermind buddies for years now. And I, a lot of people wouldn't understand the connection between us. You know, there's a generational gap. Um, we are family. She's, uh, my husband's aunt. See, that surprised me more than anything. Right. I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. There's more to put. Yeah. Um, and we're doing very different things, but in similar lanes. And so she and I sit down every second Thursday for a few hours together and we business build and we dream and we talk and we provide each other feedback and we challenge each other and we hold each other accountable to the things that we say that we're going to do. And, you know, I, you guys are each other's mentors. Exactly. And it's such a great relationship because I had just never really found that, um, that person after my mom retired, like just from being a professional in general, like it just, that relationship there shifted. Whereas my whole life, my mom was my mentor. So. Yeah. I'm trying to find the word. Cause I'm like, I know Angela is your friend. Like mm-hmm. I know that, but it's different. Like your guys' friendship is different. Like you, you're and I's friendship. Obviously all the friendships are very different. For sure. But I think it's important when you have that mentorship to have that boundary. And I think you and Angela obviously do have boundaries with each other um you've probably set them a long time ago but I just think that in to have a really good mentor in the business sense Mm -hmm. um there does need to be a little sense of boundary because once you start getting for me personally I guess maybe I should say because for me when I get feelings involved 
you know what? Yeah. I love that you brought this up because <laughs> I have definitely been in situations in the past where in a professional relationship, those boundaries have been crossed where all of a sudden there's this kind of more personal, intimate relationship yeah. happening where um, maybe I didn't necessarily sign up for that. I didn't realize that's what I was getting into. And then all of a sudden this person starts taking up more time and energy in my and space in my world than I initially anticipated giving them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. The expectations weren't set, right? So That's especially right. if they're not set, people don't know them. So it's no one's fault. Mm-hmm. There's no faults to be had. But it's just when someone starts expecting more and you weren't expecting to give or vice versa that much, um, it wrecks the relationship usually. Sure. Because unless you had a strong friendship built first, which is unlikely in that situation, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just wrecks it because there's no... It, I feel like you just blow it before it even starts, to be honest. So Well, and unfortunately, I feel like that's a mistake I made a few different times where I just didn't clarify those expectations and I let those lines get a little bit blurry and I didn't protect myself as, as best as I should have. And, yeah. you know, like that brings a lot of stress and, and just chaos and sadness into a person's life mm-hmm. when you're just feeling weird with somebody in your orbit and you don't know how to handle it and um and then you always run into them like, <laughs> or you always see them on social media or they're exactly. always like I, I mean yeah. that that's Murphy's law for me anyway if I'm like oh I really don't want to see that person or something that they're right there like yeah. they're at my car window and I'm like oh hey well I mean <laughs> that, universe, that begs another important point on just kind of mistakes as an ambitious woman is letting people take up too much energy or space in your life so it's like if somebody is just triggering some sort of feeling in you that you don't like unfollow them like yeah. do your best to remove yourself from from their orbit and it like for me, it's, I want people to eat, just not at my table. So if that's the case where it's just like, Hey girl, go do your thing. And maybe we're not necessarily aligned. That's okay. I wish you well. Um, but I just need to kind of create space and boundaries. Yeah. I think it's important to do that. I think it's also important if someone is bothering you to before or after you unfollow them or, you know, like check them out of your life or whatever that is. Um, ask yourself why, like it is important, like it, it really is because I've, I'm just going to, I'll be so honest and I'm not going to say anyone else has ever felt like this because I don't know, but speaking from me personally, I have hated someone out of jealousy for sure. Like it's happened to me in my life and obviously I'm, I've worked past that. We've had lots of conversations on here about the green monster. Um, or you could look back and not even, um, or look at someone and be envious, Mm -hmm. not even jealous or just like. You want to be where they're at and you can't be or whatever it is mm-hmm. or they have the car you want or the house you want or whatever it is, you know, um, materialistic wise or anything. You have to really like look at that. But if it is honestly just you don't vibe and you are on separate paths, but you can still respect them, um, but just want to be separate, then yeah, like that, I think that's totally fine. Well, you raised a beautiful point there, babe, because I know for me, I actually take unfollowing somebody very seriously because I really am cheering everybody on. I want everybody to win and everybody to succeed and your success doesn't take away from my success. You can't compete with me, girlfriend, because I want you to win too. Well, yeah. And the only person you should ever compete with is who you were yesterday. Absolutely. And, um, only person. I just... I have to be having a pretty emotional response to something where it's taking up space in my heart and in my mind and in my soul before 
and I will take that hard look of Lindsay, why are you feeling this way? And I, I just, it is a conscious decision and it is one made out of an intention to protect my own mental and spiritual and emotional space. So we have that choice. So we have that choice. Yeah. We get to control us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So great. And what we're consuming, what we're, you know, allowing into our life. And I just, I think that that's such an important, um, realization is that we are in control of so much more than we think yeah I mean we've said I I know I've said it you've said it on here multiple times is you get to choose who you want to be yeah and it's so easy to say I know it's a lot harder to do um to break the habits to redo the cycles but you really have the power to do it so Mm -hmm. it's completely up to you for sure so I think that's really cool I remind myself of it all the time so (laughs) (laughs) um on the topic of like finding a mentor and just kind of asking for help, I think that one of the biggest mistakes ambitious women can make is not admitting when they don't know something. Yeah. It's honestly, like, girlfriend, just own up. If you don't or know Google what's going it. on, Google it. We live in this beautiful world AI, where chat, GPT, everything is figureoutable exactly immediately. Like, so I think that's something that drives me a little bit bonkers. And I will call somebody out on it. If they're, like, constantly being like, yeah, I don't really know, or, like, talking about something and they don't know, but they always bring it up, I'm like, figure it out. Exactly. Google it. Like, do some research because it's all there. Mm -hmm. All right there. Anything you (laughs) want to know, you might have to fact check it. Exactly. I mean, we live now in that age where, Mm -hmm. like... I thought Bruce Willis died like the other day. It was like on TikTok, <laughs> and I like called Tyler and was like, a sad day and I life. was like, "Oh my God, Bruce Willis died!" And he's like, "Did he die hard?" And I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I was like, "Too yes, soon." Tyler. I was like, "That's too soon." No. And Tyler's like, "I don't think he died." And Tyler like actually Googled it. He's like, "No, he's good." And so you you do have to back check. Like not Problem everything solved. You know, like you protected your emotional headspace there by fact checking. But yeah, that. you do you do have to fact check things for sure but your knowledge is power and you have all the knowledge you want mm-hmm. chat gpt doesn't add in fake stuff that's right. so maybe chat gpt yeah. over google but well and just in the moment in general like if you're having a conversation with somebody and they say something that you're just not sure about or you need clarification on yeah. or you don't understand it is such a power flex to say could you elaborate or could you fill me in? I'm not sure I'm up to speed or simply, yeah. you know what? I don't, I don't know or I don't understand, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? I am willing to find out the answer and learn. Well, and that person also now knows that you were fully engaged in the conversation. Yeah. Like you weren't just being like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to glaze over and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's fake. That's gross. Well, like I don't want, if someone was doing that to me while I was talking to them, I would be like, that's sad. Right? You know, it, it's a waste of everybody's time. So just, yeah. That's ask. why, exactly. I just feel like the smarter move in that moment is to face it till you make it. Because I, yeah. in any moment where I felt like I had to fake it till I make it, it just didn't result in a truly um, rewarding and growing experience that, yeah. that made me a better person. It just kind of made me feel shallow in the moment of like, huh, okay, well I got through that, but I didn't really necessarily create any positive momentum either. So yeah, no, I think it's also like the saying, you don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. Right. If you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's Get out. right. Yeah. Um, you should be like the dumbest person. In the room. <laughs> Not really, but you should, you should be surrounded by people that are smarter than you Mm -hmm. or 
higher up in their careers or wherever because who you surround yourself with is who you are going to become or what the energy you're going to portray. So, yeah, just remember that. Like, I, I know it's sometimes cool to be the smartest person in the room, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a... I just can't imagine that being the best experience. Like, no. I can't say I've ever felt like I was the smartest person in the room. Because just when we did, like, uh, bring your mom to a school day for, like, grade two, I felt pretty <laughs> pretty high uh, up yeah. in, the, in the pecking order there. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh, we were riding a high horse yeah. that day. Yeah, I got the ABCs front to back. Um, but, I, I mean, I feel like my circle is comprised of people who definitely challenge my thoughts, inspire me to think beyond the box and to be a better version of myself in that moment. So it, I just, I, I don't ever want to be the smartest no. person in the room. I want to continue to feel inspired by my circle and grow and, and learn. Yeah. And I love like having conversations now that I'm, you know, getting older. It's so, it feels so much better to leave a conversation that was like about growth or careers or motherhood whatever like but positive mm -hmm. conversations to see how your friend or whoever is growing and yeah excelling versus sitting and having a conversation about another woman or whatever and then leaving like oh no thank you right so and I've obviously been in both I'm not gonna sit of here course, and be like I, have. I haven't done yeah. that yeah. I, yeah I grew up so <laughs> I've done that um, I'm a person yeah but I have uh the feeling is like night and day like leaving you feel if you have this like positive uplifting uplifting conversation just about each other mm -hmm. um you leave feeling like this energetic boost and if you talk shit about other people um, you leave feeling like they're about to go talk shit about you <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, like it's, it's just, such it's not a good. Yucky feeling. Like a few no. years ago, I started really paying attention to the quality and caliber of conversations I was having and making a very conscious shift to redesign how these conversations and these visits would unfold. And, um, I just really started to understand the, the visceral feeling I felt leaving a conversation where maybe there was gossip involved yeah. or just not the right positive talk about what's happening. Um, it, it makes me sad to think of, to be honest, that like I ever even participated in conversations like that. And even to be sitting at the table sucks. Because uh, then you're like table, associated with it. Even if you're not saying anything. Um, I encourage you to stand up and be, or like say, hey guys, can we switch the conversation? Absolutely. Be that awkward person because... The people who you're talking shit about always find out and you mm -hmm. want to be the person who is like, hey guys, let's just... It just, it, yeah, it doesn't feel good no. to talk shit about people, to gossip, to spread malicious rumors, like... No. Um, yeah, that, that's a huge mistake that I ever made in my life. I, I don't think I've ever and I spread get a malicious rumor by any means, but just, I've definitely had gossip conversations and... I get it though, like I get where the naive young not matured oh, mind we all have to grow is coming that. from yeah. in those moments like I can take myself back there and be like okay what was you know Justine thinking at that point even it was all wrong but mm -hmm. what was I thinking or what was my intent and my intent usually was never to hurt the person I was gossiping about but I felt powerful knowing information about them in that group yeah. if that means you know what I mean no, it, it made sense. me yeah. um feel like powerful like I knew like I was you know I had a 
a one-off on everybody because I knew something, which is so ridiculous because now as a friend, if someone gives me a secret, oh man, I hold that shit on Under like a vault. Under lock and key. Like a vault. Yeah, and I'm like, too. I take it as such an honor that mm-hmm. someone would share something so um, whatever with me and I just am like a safe space now. So it's night and day, but I can remember being in that space and being like, okay, this is why. So now mm-hmm. when I hear another woman gossip, I'm like, do you want a hug? Aww, <laughs> or, you know, so like, funny. why aren't you feeling, why aren't you in your own power? You know, like, why do you need to literally shit on someone else to feel powerful? Absolutely. Like, you know, that's it. So, yeah. I honestly, the older I get, I don't want to know other people's business. Yeah. I don't want to know their secrets. I Unless honestly, they want to tell me. Unless, well, my yeah. inner circle. Like, of yeah. course I want to know what's going on in your life. Like, there are certain people where it's just like... I would be offended and upset if like there was something really big happening in your life and you didn't tell me, you know, because that's how close we are. That's the basis of our relationship, but that's built on trust and time and context. Yeah, exactly. Like when you get gossip about a random Exactly. I don't want to know other people's business. All I hope is that they get through whatever they're going through and that they are ultimately okay and um, sending them positive vibes because life is fucking hard it is and it's so funny how it comes like full circle mm-hmm. so i'm gonna what time okay so we're time check um i won't go too deep into the story but i was just in mexico for mallory's wedding and 80 people went which is outstanding for a destination Absolutely. wedding that's including the little kids so yeah. maybe i would say six 65 probably adults anyway um at least half of those are my age tyler's age group of friends but we never all were friends we're just like little bits of groups of friends right um so Mallory and I think we had a conversation about drama that could potentially go down and obviously like I know some people um I didn't sleep with any of them which was great (laughs) and neither did Tyler because that's always you're like oh that could be awkward Tyler and I were both cleared on that on that front um (laughs) but no you just never know right like so you haven't seen these people since like you're 20 whatever and so you're like oh what's it gonna be like I think like the older you get the better it does get honestly if you're someone young listening to this but I can honestly say in that whole Mexico Mexico trip there was zero drama between all of us females yeah um not that I'm just too old for it not that but not that all of us vibed like not every single I don't know if you know, every woman was like, oh, I have Justine, I want her to be my friend. Or, like, I know that. They were, for sure, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's okay, but because not everyone vibes. It's, yeah. it's all okay. But we were all super friendly. We all laughed and danced and, like, helped each other with kids. And we were still the most kindest people to each other, even though we knew we probably wouldn't be friends. But we were still, you know... I love that so much. You were a community of girlfriends supporting one another in the greater purpose of celebrating your mutual friend's marriage. Such a momentous occasion. And it sounds like all of you were just there to ensure that Mallory had the best (laughs) experience possible. But So sorry, I was just speaking to though, like as women, we can come together Mm -hmm. even if we don't, aren't on the same lanes. We're not in the same path. We don't really even vibe. It's okay. You can still be a supportive Yeah friendly person and like build a connection even though it's not a friendship and um where I was going is that there's a couple girls that were on this trip that I would have never been friends with in high school Mm -hmm. because high school me kind of sucked and that's okay I'm so I'm so okay I've done the work to like be like that person was not the best version of me Mm -hmm. um but now come full circle 
these women are great. So I think it's always open. You should always be open to like rekindling or reopening a relationship that you may have closed off years ago because people grow. You grow. Um, But that also speaks to not ever leaving anything on a sour, sour note. And Mm -hmm. that's, you can go separate ways, but you never know when that person's going to come back into your life or cross your path. So always try your best to make your amends. um, Even if you don't, you know, really feel like you have a lot to say sorry for. If there is something, say sorry and leave well, it in the best way you can. It just feels so much better to be safe in your own space and know that um, you're extending them positive vibes despite whatever energy they're giving you. I have yeah. been in the position where I've sat down next to women who I haven't necessarily had great vibes with for a while, and I've still asked them how their life is going, how their business is going. I have wished them well on whatever they're working on in that moment. And you mean it. And I mean it. And then carried on with my merry little way, and that interaction just was what it was. It was just an interaction. Whether or not it was well-received on on her end, I have no idea. Always take the high road. Just do it. Oh man, is that the better That's, road? You just, you just have to. The view from there is just so much nicer and so much more fulfilling to just wake up every day. And I don't get me, I have a couple safe people. Like I have. Oh, me too. You know, like there's, I can, yep, three. I'm like jumping my head. There's three <laughs> safe people that I will call and be like, Whoa! and just like lose it mm-hmm. and maybe say some awful things. And then they'll be like, okay. That's right. And that's it. That, that's it. It's done. It's never brought up again. It was just a vent. And those For three sure. people definitely know that. It was just a vent. And I usually don't mean it, but I had to get it out mm-hmm. or whatever it was. If it's serious, they'll give me like the, the verbal slap in the face of being yeah. like, you know, wake yourself up. Stop being a victim or whatever it is and uh, move on. But yeah, I do think it's important if you have a journal or whatever to get some stuff out. Get those feelings out. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't hold them in, but, um, and it's normal to feel like you need to vent for sure. But. Well, and I think essentially the moral of the story is don't make the mistake of closing the door on relationships that maybe you have to hit pause on for a while, yeah. or you have to, um, distance yourself from for a while, or, um, maybe you do need to completely eliminate somebody from your life, but understand that that is a very serious decision and people do grow and they do change and, don't and you make come in contact with them for again. sure exactly so do and it don't, exactly don't make the mistake of holding on to anger and holding on to resentment because yeah. it's a very heavy weight to carry and it just feels yucky yeah and i mean this be quick because we're running out of time um but on the note of doing this it's also i did something after <laughs> i did a lot of growing and I look back and I actually wrote out a list of like quite a few women that I hurt Aww. intentionally or not, but yeah. like whatever, you know, Justine did back then. And so I wrote them all a personalized like email oh, wow. and it was rather over like wherever I could find them, whether it was Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to them and it honestly, I was so clear and like, I need no response from mm-hmm. you. Like, that's not what I'm here for. I just want you to know that me now has like reflected back on how shitty that was and I'm really sorry like that's all I can do is acknowledge my behavior for what it was back then and say I'm not that person now and I'm really sorry Mm -hmm. um and I've run into some of those people and it hasn't been awkward yeah (laughs) it it really hasn't so I do if you are sitting with something even if it's from like 10 years ago that you really feel like you just need to apologize or make amends with someone just do it like get that off of your chest as well like 
say you're I sorry love that and let you it did go. That, babe. That's so beautiful because it really is such a great way to let it go. And I had kind of a similar experience in person this past summer at the Grand Prairie Folk Fest. So growing up here my whole life, I've definitely crossed paths with a lot of people and have had some not so great experiences over the years. And there was this one woman, she and I notoriously hated each other. And if she ever listens to this podcast, <laughs> she knows exactly who I'm talking about. Um, but she also knows that over the last, you know, 20 years, we've somehow grown as women. And I saw her at the Folk Fest and we sat down and had a visit like we'd been best friends for years. There is such a mutual love and respect there now for how we grew together and yeah. what we've grown through together. She has a beautiful family, beautiful life. Um, and it was such a, a high, honestly, to just sit there and talk to her as grown healed women who have just clearly taken a look at ourselves and, yeah. and let go of of the feelings that we had so ridiculously years ago yeah I mean like I said it oh my god I should count I should go back and count how many times I say this this should just be my tagline but if you don't look back at your past self and say ew are you really growing like I love when you it. say that keep it going girlfriend because so, I, that's it like we're I all love here. that one so we're much. all and it's like nobody is above that shit exactly. <laughs> like I've been watching Beverly Housewives and they're not above that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, no but it's nobody uh, you know who is above that shit TJ oh yeah TJ, TJ Tyler actually texted me the other day like WWTD like what would TJ do <laughs> and I was like oh yeah uh, I'm still campaigning for if baby Eno number three is a boy. TJ. Like, TJ, come on, girlfriend. It's like Tyler yeah. and Justine put together. We all know what an icon TJ Lavin is. Like, that, that kid would be born a boss. Be born a champion. That's right. Uh, yeah, I have actually, I know we're coming up on an hour, but I've actually had in this last week, like, a feeling like it's a girl. Okay. I don't know if it's going to shift yet or not, but. Well, we still got, you know, 19, 20 weeks. 20 weeks to go, so. Yeah, but that's the update on the bump, but. Well, on that note, girlfriend, bring us home. What's oh, our quote? Yeah, I had two for today. Um, podcast on mistakes. Yeah, so I had two for today. They're both, again, really short. The first one's by John Powell. The only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. Oh, which totally agree. Yeah, I say it to Ari all the time, right? It's not a mistake if you learn. It's all good. It's only a mistake if you don't learn. Exactly. So, and then the second one was just too good not to say, but there is no um, author. Being gentle means forgiving yourself when you mess up. Learn from your mistakes, but don't beat the tar out of yourself over them. The past is just that, the past. Learn what went wrong and why. Make amends if you need to, then drop it and move on. Oh, wow. I think that those quotes just <laughs> nailed everything that we said yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. Like, that's how just aligned our souls are, that we didn't even talk about that ahead of time. No, we never talk time, about so. my quotes. I just bring them. We never so. really talk about our podcast. No, we don't. We talk about what we're going to talk about, usually the night before. It's like, hey, what do you want to talk about tomorrow? And then we'll like... Feel what we're feeling or, you know. Yeah, I might have a couple sense. notes, but, like, we are actually winging this every yeah. single time, girlfriends. I like it, though. I like the rawness because you never too. know where our conversation goes. Mm -hmm. So Unedited. TBD. <laughs> exactly. Never know what you're going to hear. On that note, girlfriends, thank you for listening. We hope to catch you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.